seven welcome back to the windows and mirrors podcast my name is keith and this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the bible is more like a window than it is a mirror we come to it to see through it and to see god not to it to primarily look at it and see our selves all right so uh today man we're in psalm 54 uh it's a shorter psalm so i'll just read the whole thing and then we'll dive right into what the psalm has to say psalm 54 um god Save me by your name and vindicate me by your might. God, hear my prayer. Listen to the words from my mouth. For strangers rise up against me and violent men intend to kill me. They do not let God guide them. God is my helper. The Lord is the sustainer of my life. He will repay my adversaries for their evil because of your faithfulness. Annihilate them. I will sacrifice a free will offering to you. I will praise your name, Lord, because it is good. For he has rescued me from every trouble and my eye has looked down on my <clears throat> enemies. Um, in Psalm 54, we get this title, right? Like right before the psalm starts. And again, my man, David, who is the king in Israel. And as I've said this before on the podcast, instead of reigning and ruling, he is running. Right. Like he is on the run from Saul and Saul wants his life because Saul wants power and wants to be king. And so the first thing he says is, God, save me by your name. Right. Why does he say by your name? Well, in the Old Testament, believers will call upon the name of the Lord to save them or proclaim that they trust in the name of the Lord. And what they meant by that was that they were trying to communicate that the name was synonymous or a substitute for God himself. So, in other words, to call on the name of Yahweh, to call on the name of the God of Israel, to call on the name of the God of the Bible is to call on God. And he's saying, God, save me. Hear me. Listen to me. How many of us have prayed those same exact prayers? Right. And he's like, why? Why why do I need this prayer? Because strangers have risen up. Right. My enemies are coming for me. Right. And now look what he says. And this almost this almost made me shout. He says violent men intend not trying to rhyme, (laughs) intend to kill me. And man, I wish I had time to talk about the way in which God saves or delivers us from death. Right. He is asking God, let me outlive. Hear this. Let me outlive the death that the enemy has awaiting for me. Right. And this is such a great picture of what the work of Jesus does. I'm sorry. I got to skip to the to the to the to the Christ. Right. He's this is such a great picture of what the gospel does. Jesus Christ is our savior. And, you know, one of the things he saves us from death. Right. And even the Old Testament. So, in other words, the Old Testament saints had this idea that God could save them from death. Remember the words of Jesus when Martha came to him and her her brother Lazarus had died. John eleven twenty five. If you know me, this is my favorite verse. He says, yo, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me, even if he dies, will live. To, to be real, everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you? believe this john eleven twenty five and 26 david had to have some kind of faith that god could spare him from his death sentence and i want you to know today if you're listening to this the reason we shouldn't fear anything 
is because God is going to save us from the most uh, frightful thing, right? From the most uh, scary, ultimate fate there could be for anybody. God is going to save us from because of the work of Jesus. And so that should uh, propel us to not be fearful today of anything that we face. He goes on further to say this. God is my helper. The Lord is the sustainer of my life. In other words, man, he's just saying, while God is the one who saves his people, he also is the one who sustains his people, right? He saves us and he doesn't just save us. He keeps us, right? And we cling to his promises to judge the wicked. Now, you got to remember, after he prays his prayer, God doesn't just come grab him out of the earth, right? And take him from all of his problems and hurts and pains. No, God sustains him in the midst of his problems, his hurts and pains. And sometimes a lot of us, we get saved, we become believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, and we like, oh, everything gonna be good. But no, 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 David's life, Jesus's life, Paul's life, uh, Moses, like we can go on and on and on. We know that just being saved doesn't mean that all of our problems subside, right? But David is like, no, 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 even in the midst of all of that, God is the one who sustains us, right? And I love that, man, because, you know, the, the same the same one, he's the same one who uh, saves and sustains his people, and we can trust him because of that. In verse 5, he talks about, yo, like, God is going to judge the wicked, right? And that's the thing we cling to, right? That's the thing that keeps us afloat. That's our life jacket, so to speak, in the afflictions and storms and winds and waves of life. And ultimately, man, I love the, how the psalm ends because what David shows us is that we don't have to wait till our problems go away to start praising, right? We don't have to wait till our problems go away until we start praising, right? You want to know why? Because you would never start praising, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, right? His goodness is the very thing that births our praise rather than anything else, right? His goodness is constant. Everything else is prone to change, to alter, to to uh, uh, not remain the same, but God does, right? He remains good even when life isn't good, right? God saves his people. He sustains his people. He gives them promises that are life jackets in the midst of winds and waves and affliction. And I love it because he's like, yo, I'm still going to sacrifice to you and all that, right? Remain faithful even when the world seems terrible, right? Um, and I, 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 you know, many people may be reading this psalm, and I want us to remember again that, man, you may feel like, yo, KP, like life is fine for me, right? Like I'm not in a place where I'm like, the Lord save me, help me from death, I'm drowning. Well, I want you to know this. Maybe one of your brothers and sisters are, right? Like there's, there, I promise you, there's someone in your life that feels this way, that needs this prayer. So you know what you should do? You should pray this prayer on behalf of them. Right. Because just because you aren't suffering doesn't mean we aren't suffering. Right. The Psalms are, you know, chock full of heavenly artillery to take these things before God. And one of the most compassionate, Christ like loving things you could do is take this psalm before God for someone else, even if it doesn't apply to you. God is a sustainer or God is a savior. But he's also a sustainer. And because he is such a God who gives us precious promises, let's start praising him today 
even before our problems go away. Let's pray. Father, we thank you um, for your word. We thank you for your kindness. We thank you for your salvation. We thank you for your sustenance, Lord. We pray that we will praise you because of those things and that our praise wouldn't rise and fall with the intensity of our problems. We give you all the glory and honor.